Welcome to Authentic Voice, the podcast for music and its contexts. Hi, this is Gerard Yan, and this morning I'm with R&B star and cool musician Carlos Morgan. Hi, Carlos. Hi, Gerard. And Carlos has come to us this morning to talk to us um, about some ethnicity in music, but his own identity in music. He's had quite a career as a performer, and he is a community musician um, going through a new phase of his career, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd bring him in here. So first, I thought I'd have, Carlos, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, like what uh, thrilled you about music and how maybe you discovered it and got into it. So, So how'd you do this? Um, well, I started uh, in music when I was a child, um, started singing um, around uh, seven years old, and I started taking guitar lessons at age eight. So was this uh, part of school or outside no, school? I, I was, I wanted to take, no, it was, I, I, my older brother was taking guitar lessons, and I went to my dad and I asked him if I could oh. play. You have an older lessons. brother? Yeah. Um, he's uh, five years older than me. Is he a good musician? No, not but no music at then. all. But <laughs> no, he, he not not at all, not at all. Um, he enjoys music, but in terms of being a musician, not at all. Um, so, uh, and uh, started taking guitar lessons when I was eight. But soon after, realized I didn't like playing guitar at all. Oh wow! Okay, I was just focused on singing and dancing. Ooh. So uh, when I was twelve, um, I joined my first band. It was a it was a horn orchestra mm. from church, um, and we were well known in the church community in Canada and um, Eastern United States. Mm-hmm. We toured all of Canada and parts of the U.S. And what were you we called? We were called the Pape Avenue Brass Band. Very cool. So we're under we were the church we're under was called the uh, Church of God of Prophecy, and the church that we were attending was on Pape Avenue in oh, Toronto. Okay, cool. So we named our the band after the, the street. Street. Well, it's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, and so um, the Pape Avenue Brass Band, I was the youngest member and I was the only singer. Oh my God. It was 15 guys, all guys. I was the youngest. Um, I, was, I started when I was 12 and I was with them until I was 17. Do you, do you have old recordings? I wouldn't play them. I don't have any old recordings, but I have some old pictures. <laughs> some photos, but no, yeah, no recordings. Good memories. How do you in a band so young? Yeah, and then I got into singing R and B and soul funk bands when I was sixteen. Wow, so you've been in the biz a long time. Yeah, I've been singing, but really, I've gotten into the business in my really got into the quote unquote business part of it, and when I was around nineteen twenty. Yeah, that's a good time. Still impressionable, but yeah, but really, probably good chops. And I know that. Um, Audiences around Toronto have been seeing you for a few decades now, it seems like, right? A couple decades. So, yeah, about, I'd say between 25, 30 years. Wow. It's a yeah, while. It's been a while. It's yeah. a while. Yeah. Gosh. So, in all that time, and I know that um, in your work with, with me, that you have been outspoken an outspoken advocate of black music. Yes. But I was really interested in your experience of what makes music black for you, the music that you sing, the music that you choose to perform and share with us, um, which I know much of it, R&B and uh, soul and, and funk, you identify as, as black, but I want to, I guess, because we can't, uh, we don't know about that experience, what it's like for a musician to experience uh, their identity, their race within that uh-huh. music. I, I, that's what I'm interested in. Like, what makes that black to you? Well, to me, what makes black music black is obviously the um, 
the creators of the music and the sound. I find that there's a difference. Uh, there's a different uh, when it comes to sound or in sonics in what's what's considered uh, what's considered black music. I um, which so, includes hip hop, reggae, funk, soul. Um, there's an aesthetic or something. I think there's a there's a definite a definite aesthetic difference in sound as opposed to as opposed to rock or um, country or you know anything that's not that is not under the quote unquote black umbrella. But of I'm I'm not sort of interested. I mean that's that's great. I'm I'm interested in how you experience. I guess I'm interested in how you experience your own blackness within that music. Rather, because that's where we can't go. That's where someone from the outside can't go, right? Well, for me, my so because I'm so influenced by black music. So for me, how I personally experience it for myself is the way the way I the way I write it, the way I sing it, yeah, where, yeah. It co- where it comes from within me. So very authentic place, or very a deep place. How, how do you describe that? Okay, so how I see it is. Take the for, take for the uh, uh, the genre of soul music. Yeah. Okay. So to me, when I think of soul music and the black experience, yeah, yeah. Um, going all the way back to say the beginning of time through slavery, especially in the, around times of slavery, where black people had to because of the of of the oppression and the suffering that black people went through, that when they would express their sorrows through music and through singing and how they would uh, interact or relate to one another or communicate with one another, it came, I believe it came from a soulful, spiritual place. Ah, okay, so it's a spiritual expression that you're, are you kind of sharing it, sharing that place when you sing? Because I've, I've watched you in performance, like you're way deep in performance and it's like a, another, almost like another persona comes through. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. yeah. So it's a spiritual experience. For you. So I believe it's a spiritual experience um, because it co- it goes to what we as a people have experienced. So for me, knowing and you know being Canadian, being being black, and being in Canada and dealing with racism and discrimination and oppression, for me being on stage and pers- and when I perform and when I sing, I feel that for myself. But I also feel some ancestral connection connection eh? that I'm singing for my forefathers and foremothers grandparents etc my ancestors that that's embedded in my spiritual psyche your relations exactly same way as the the First Nations right exactly exactly very much the same exactly so that for me is my personal experience of what defines black music for me and and Carlos that kind of outside of the obvious yeah outside of what you can read on a wiki page, oh yeah, so right. black, but what's that, what's that really mean? But this, I think this gets at the heart of it. Right. That, so it also makes us really, makes you and me, when I do the same thing with my relations, when I sing or play, it makes us really accountable, right? Right. Because we're not just doing it for, you know, how much do we get per hour on stage? It's like five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, it makes us accountable to people who we sense their presence maybe mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. sense that presence mm-hmm. now when you okay so let's get a little spacey here so you are singing yes. you're on stage lights are going you have this great band i love your band um and 
then this other persona comes through you're singing to you have the sense of being connected to something uh, ancestors or or whatever um can you go there a little bit and tell us about that what that's like do you feel bigger is it a different persona that comes through what happens to you when you are as a performer doing that uh, well i feel a culmination and a combination of different things i feel i feel empowered i feel strong i feel very strong wow and and i also i feel um if it makes any sense i feel ethereal I feel like i'm on a high so it feels, oh, okay. So it's really pleasant. It's really pleasant, right? Yeah, like I, I've never got into, I, I've never smoked, don't drink. But for me, music yeah. takes me on a spiritual, soulful, heavenly. I feel like I'm not in this realm. And it's not a, um, I guess what I want to get at is it's, it's not an angry place. You know, no, but however, for, if I'm going through, if I'm feeling angry yeah. in my personal life, yeah. I'm able, I'm, I, I, I feel um, very confident, I mean, confident is not the right word, but when I'm feeling angry and I could release that anger on stage right. and in my singing, so, but I'm not, ah, I'm not yelling and screaming, but if I'm feeling something, anger or pain or whatever, it can be, it's really, it's, 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 but it might come off some, as something very beautiful even. And sometimes it does, sometimes it does, sometimes it does. And then sometimes, depending on what's going on with the band, it may even trigger, there have been times where it's triggered a negative reaction and response. And so, and I'm, you know, I'm the being the person that I am, I'm not, I haven't always been disciplined at withholding my, my feelings. So sometimes I let it out. So I, I, I have to work at that too. Well, I mean, when you're working with a band so closely, and they're all sensitive musicians too, that's true. They're doing yeah. their thing, right? Yeah, uh, and they're trying to. You're all there trying to make everybody sound their best. Exactly. Stars, so it's just a good team. Yeah, you have a great band. Thank you. Um, yeah, I love them. Um, God, that's really that is really really wonderful. Thank you. So the experience of um, being, or the experience of blackness for you within that music, and the experience of being connected to others, it is an experience of being connected, and also it's a very spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. It's something that you would never read in a textbook, right? You could only get from a real person. Very true, yeah. very true. And I think for all musicians in any genre, all genres of music, it's a spiritual experience, you know, on different planes, levels, degrees, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I feel because of the black experience and what we as a black people have gone through and still endure, even up to even in 2018. It's almost worse now. Than oh, absolutely, absolutely. So when you know when I listen to when I listen to um, you know I'm an R&B soul artist, and so my biggest inspirations um, as musicians and singers and musicians is artists like Stevie Wonder, uh, Donny Hathaway, um, Nat King Cole. Um, but Donny Hathaway and Stevie Wonder are my two biggest because um, them being black, them being the singers that they are, them being the songwriters they are, the musicians that they yeah, multi, that they, uh, they are, or Donny Hathaway that he was. Um, um, when I listen to their songs and what they sing about, it's to me, and Marvin Gaye's another one, there is such pain and suffering that they're experiencing but i feel they're singing again they're they're representing um an ancestral suffering and pain it's more than represent right they're almost like processing it right now it's like they're just 
that like it still needs to be processed. Still needs to be sung into, I guess, is right. the way I would say it when we sing into those things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's different than if I'm here listening to a song. And for me personally, it's different when I'm listening to a song, say, by John Lennon or Bob Dylan mm-hmm. or Joni Mitchell. They're, and they, they, they sing about social issues, mm-hmm. but I don't feel, I, I, I feel what they're singing. But to me, it's not the same not as the what same. I'm singing because to them, they're coming from a white perspective. Right. And although there's suffering, there is also still the power and the privilege, which people of color don't have. Yeah. Well, not all people of color. And historically, well, if as far back, yes, of course, there were privileged people within black society and all mm-hmm. that. And there was slavery in black society. But true, I think what true. What you're talking about is you particularly identify with those who have had to go through it, where they've had problems or issues, where there was power over them. So oppressed people really, whether they were, you know, and certainly in our modern times, it's been black people who have been right. exploited. Yeah, so I'm that side that you identify with, I think a lot of people identify now with that or increasingly. Right. And so are you, would you consider yourself a musical activist because of that? I've be, I, I become one, I think, yeah. more so in the past 10 years. Yeah. I've become one. Um, not, and it's not so much in my songwriting and my performance that I feel I'm an activist. Right. Um, I feel I'm an activist more when I'm speaking about the plight of yeah. black people. So you voice it. You take that emotion right. and turn it into some words to communicate. Right. right. What I would like to do, though, is find, because what, what I'm beginning to do now is I'm writing more songs around um, um, the human condition. Good. And so I want to write That's more great. songs along that line and then try to write songs around social issues. Right. And, um, and I don't want to, and I, I mean, again, me being the person that I am, I'm not going to um, um, sugarcoat it. Right, right. Well, you got to find your voice in any medium. Right. And it's hard. There's been many social activists, but you'll need to find Carlos's voice. And I look forward to you doing that. Thank you. Um, as part of this journey. Um, I wonder, is there... These Mostly listening to this podcast are going to be 17, 18-year-old young musicians mm-hmm. and also people who are really interested in their lives and music and how their music uh, matters in this crazy world that we're in. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice? Well, of course you do because you're going to be doing an interview. Well, so what is your advice for um, young musicians out there? What would you what kind of advice would you give them as they're, they're starting out and trying to find the way that their own music matters in this world? That's a good question. What advice would I give a young person? Of course, it's a good question. <laughs> um, well, to me, it all, it, for me, what I would say is um, education. Education, more really focus on education in terms of learning about themselves, oh. more so than. Um, than institution. So know yourself. Don't put so much faith in the giant institutions. No, I yeah, no. I I, I yeah, don't I think educating learning and being educated about yourself, um, especially spiritually and soulfully wow. connected to music. Wow. You know? So who are you spiritually and who are you soulfully as a musician or or, or a vocalist, even as a dancer. 
So it takes, that takes so much self-reflection and experience. Reflection and introspection. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't get it off the internet. You can't say, my identity as, you know, Google, help me. Right, because you see, I've, for a long time, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at theory. I'm, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, and even being the age that I'm at, I'm just oh, you still, mean music theory. Music theory. Oh, I, I don't. I don't understand okay. music theory. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I just it's difficult for me to get it. Whereas I feel that spiritually and soulfully, um, I can feel things and hear things and understand things. I can't articulate. For example, if you were to say, okay, Carlos, what makes up a chord? What makes up the C major chord? I can't tell you. Or what makes up uh, this, I mean, you sense something in the music and you I w- you wouldn't be able to tell me what arrangement or what tuning or what voicing of that particular sonority, you wouldn't be able to tell me in words. Right. You could show me. Right. Yeah. I, I could mean, show you or even maybe not even show you, I could maybe sing it sing to you in whatever me, way. Play it through the band and right. I would say, oh, okay, that's a major, major seventh and you voiced it with an SX5 position right. and then you're singing the third. That's beautiful, right? Right. And you'd be like, that means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, so for me, to me, I had to feel, I had to learn uh, about myself spiritually and soulfully as a musician and I'm still learning okay and in my learning process now that I'm I'm older and I'm mature I now have an appreciation for music theory mm-hmm. see what I'm saying then you so, might be more willing to be patient with it and, and really learn it exactly so it could help you yeah exactly so so the advice again so the advice for me to every young musician is know yourself what moves you? What what are you passionate about? You know, uh, um, what what resonates in your spirit? What resonates in your soul? And wow. keep learning that. Keep pursuing that. Keep building that. Keep growing that. Keep nurturing that. And then from there, I think more possibilities will open. Oh, that's beautiful advice, Carlos. Hey, each of my... That's wonderful. So each of my guests has to you know, grab some weird instrument in my studio and they play us out. And okay. so what I'm going to ask you to do is I know you've, he's picked this uh, this Zimbabwean um, Yunga Yunga, which opens all of the, the Authentic Voice podcasts. It's in my main introduction, but um, it's sitting here with us now. And I'm going to ask you to play it a little bit because I know you like it. Yes. But, then I, but here's the other challenge. I'm going to see if you can actually uh, give us a, a little hum or, or a little um, improvisation, vocal improvisation over it once you get going on our way out. Agreed? You want to give it a try? Want to give it a try? I think you have to get it kind of close to the mic, so see. <laughs> this is going to be tricky. And Lena, I know. This is Carlos Morgan on the Yungi Yunga from Zimbabwe. Sisters and brothers, 
Thank you. <laughs> this has been an Authentic Voice podcast. Thank you.